0: Hey everybody and welcome back to gear 30 on the blister podcast network in case you hadn't guessed by now You're here today with kara williard and you can check out everything. We are up to over at blisterreview.com Well, if I sound a little tired today, it's because I am but I am also so happy coming off What has once again proven to be the best week of the winter? We wrapped up Blister Summit 2024 last night, and I just want to say thank you so, so much to everyone who made this an amazing event, from the attendees who came from across the world, to the brands and athletes, to the folks behind the scenes, and to my fellow Blister team. Stay tuned for a lot more on all that, but this, of course, all took place right where we are proudly based, out of Elevation Hotel in Mount Crested Butte, Colorado. And what's also pretty cool is that even though this conversation was recorded before the summit, I got to ski and hang with the person you'll hear today at the summit, and that is Katie Jackson, co-founder and CEO of our blister recommended shop, Lone Pine Gear Exchange in Salt Lake City, Utah. As you'll hear in this episode, Lone Pine does things a little differently. Katie and her husband, Ben, are committed to building a retail operation that is both accessible and sustainable. They run a huge consignment program that is available to shop both in-store and online, and they're passionate about growing the sport while also thinking about the health of our planet. In this episode, we dive into some consignment best practices, mistakes to avoid, and provide a bit of a primer on shopping and buying used outdoor gear. We also hear about Lone Pine's gear repair program, a tree planted with every purchase, how they work to build community at their shop, and so much more. To all those interested in not only what consignment looks like on the ground, but how it changes the ways we think about product life cycles, consumerism, and more, this is a really interesting episode and it's great to hear from a shop that is doing a lot to live up to its values. For those listening to this episode, Lone Pine will be offering a discount to all Gear 30 listeners, so you can shop their amazing online selection, or if you're in the Salt Lake City area, you should definitely stop by. Use the code BLISTER15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order. Again, that's BLISTER15 for 15% off online. Visit Lone Pine Gear X and shop today. And with that, let's get right into my conversation with Katie of Lone Pine Gear Exchange. Here we go. All right. Well, I'm here today with Katie Jackson, and she is the CEO and co-founder of our Blister Recommended Shop, Lone Pine Gear Exchange in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I'm super excited to be talking with you today, Katie. Welcome to Gear 30. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for the invite. There's so much I want to talk about um, as far as Lone Pine and a lot of the really cool things you guys do. But to get us started... Let's just get to know a little bit more about you and maybe kind of what in your background brought you to co-founding this ski shop with your husband, Ben Johnson.
1: Yeah. Um. My, well, I was born, I grew up in Southern Maine. Um, my family, we didn't ski. We couldn't afford to, but I grew up outside. Um, we lived on a dead end road surrounded by woods and ponds and swamps, and it was truly a little kid's dream. I have like distinct memories of being outside all day and it's starting to get dark and this sense of like impending doom, knowing I was going to hear my mom yell for us that it was like <laughs> time, time to come inside. I'd be like, no, no, <laughs> but I know. Um, and I, I went to school in Vermont and then I moved directly from Vermont to Park City and that's where I got the opportunity to ski and really fell in love with the industry and the sport and skiing for me to this day. Like I, I love it. I, I never want to stop. Like <laughs> it'll be like three forty five, and I'll be like, Oh, bummer. Um, and it's been really fun that I get to share that same experience with my husband and, and my two young daughters. Um, my husband grew up in salt Lake and skiing was a really big part of his childhood. Um, He moved to Alaska and actually ran a hostel um, just outside of Denali for about seven years. Um, And he river guided for a really long time. So neither one of us had a background in retail and both probably wouldn't ever envision getting the opportunity or or running a a retail store. Um, We met in Park City and I actually got I moved up to Alaska with him and we both lived remotely for, for quite a quite a while between um, Alaska and then again in Utah. We lived in like a 10 by 10 walk-in cabin with no running water or neighbors or cell phone. It was quite, quite an adventure. We moved back to Utah and found another little cabin in the foothills of uh, the Wasatch. And instead of being three hours from town, this was closer. <laughs> it was like... It was a three-mile snowmobile ride home, um, still an adventure, still got to be outside quite a bit. And we, I think for, for folks that get the opportunity to live remotely, you become really aware of what you produce and consume. You don't have services when you, when you don't have a gear shop that you can access or mail that is delivered to your house you choose quality over quantity when you don't have garbage men coming to pick up your garbage and you're literally like hauling out what you consume. You become very aware of your cost, like your impact loading garbage onto snowmobiles for 10 years. Like it was, (laughs) it was an adventure. It was a challenge. Like do you do you need this? Do you when you go to the grocery store, you're really conscious of like the packaging, the plastic, the container size. I think our experience with that really shaped Lone Pine's future, for sure.
0: Wow, yeah, that's really interesting. And definitely a good point just to think about, like as far as how you start to remove some of those comforts, um, you actually become a lot more connected in a lot of ways too, like The things you're consuming and, you know, all the waste you're producing. So um, definitely an interesting story. And I think it certainly helps me like understand a bit more about some of your passion as far as going into Lone Pine and what I understand about Lone Pine today. So that's super cool. So I guess then we can just uh, sort of jump into how the journey into retail began, because that's quite a pivot from yeah. that sort of remote off-grid lifestyle to maybe what you're doing today. So what <laughs> yeah. kind of
1: changed there? Well, we when we moved back to Utah, we recognized that a lot of our friends that were avid skiers and, and my experience, like not being able to afford skiing um, with my family as a kid, we wanted to have a resource for people to make that experience more accessible, um, as well as, uh, An opportunity to reuse some gear, to be able to keep gear in circulation and kind of cut down on our environmental impact. And so, the consignment ski shop concept was was kind of born.
0: That's really cool. And um, you kind of started with like one phase one, um, which maybe you can talk a little bit about, and then how that now evolved into an even bigger, more robust operation that
1: is now Lone Pine. Yeah, so we um, we started Second Tracks Sports. My husband and I started Second Tracks and ran that for about um, 10 years. We had three locations along the Wasatch Front and Second Tracks was very consignment driven. It was a very used, um, used gear operation. Um, we sold Second Tracks and decided to, we weren't quite finished. We wanted to have one location and really be able to merge both like a traditional in-line retail shop with a consignment program with a gear repair department and somehow managed to do all of that online as well.
0: Yeah. So now um, I think we'll dedicate some time to talking about consignment because I certainly think it's one of the most interesting and compelling uh, parts of the story as far as all the different things you guys do and seems that you do it really well. So um, first off, yeah, first off, like what does consignment mean and like kind of how does that entire operation work at Lone Pine?
1: Yeah, it's a big job. It's a big part of our business. Um, So we have a designated consignment area in the shop and a a designated consignment crew that um, greets customers and takes their gear in and analyzes the, the condition and the year and the shape and enters it entering one-off product is a challenge so a lot of times in the retail world like we like things with high quantity because you do it once and you get to sell it you know time and time over again but for us we enter one-off product and we have to dedicate the same amount of time to a a 45 dollars patagonia puffy that we do to a an inline 2024 ski Um, between writing the product description and photographing it and giving it all the necessary attributes and listing it online before it goes to the floor.
0: Yeah. And then um, I guess you're unique in that you do offer all of this online. So maybe just speak a bit more about that as far as what it looks like to not only have all these products in store, but also available to shop online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. there's, There's some, I mean, I think it's great. Like when we were running Second Tracks, we had such a loyal customer base that would come into the shop once a week because our inventory always changes. There is always new gear. Yeah. It's so fun. I mean, it's really fun for our staff, our staff too. Um, there's always new gear. And this this time around with Lone Pine, we really wanted to be able to offer that like, search for the diamond in the rough on our website. So we have a gear feed so that people don't always have to come into the shop. We'd love to see you. But It also allows people to shop online for for the used equipment and to see what's coming into the shop every day without having to physically stop by. I think our other motivation too is we're really lucky here in Salt Lake. There's so many brands that are centrally located in Utah and skiing is such a big part of our culture. There's such a glut of inventory. And so we also recognize that for families or You know, other people looking to get into the sport, they don't have they didn't have the same access to affordable used equipment and being able to offer that nationwide now is something that we're really excited and proud to do.
0: Yeah, it's super cool. And I think we'll talk a bit about like why, um, why you do consignment and what it means to, you know, accessibility and different aspects of maybe your values and your value system um, as far as folding that into the ski industry. But before we do that, I mean, is there anything else you want to mention as far as like what it looks like, like logistic wise and from a staffing perspective? Because I'm sure it's um, it, it requires a lot of energy <laughs> yes. to be able to operate like this.
1: Yeah. Our at my staff, I think to do like a robust consignment program, you need amazing staff. And we have had that. We've been really lucky to have um, like some of our management team together for 13 years and the tribal knowledge that they have is incredible. You, when you go into a, if you, when you do traditional retail, you do certain brands, right? You carry certain skis from each brand and you're responsible to know that lineup for that year. And my staff, bless their hearts. They know they are required to know every ski from every brand for the last five years. They're like, walking encyclopedias. So when you come into Lone Pine, you know, you get to talking to them and we have 600 pairs of skis demos on the floor next to all of our inline product. Like it's, it's a really unique experience. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. I mean, it requires a lot of year over year knowledge. Um, Whereas like, you know, they're not just talking about the newest gear each year. They're talking about, yeah, like a whole history of gear to being able to relay that to the customer. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yep it is and then from a like fulfillment standpoint um, selling one-off product that's also for sale at the same time on your retail floor as it is on the website it it uh, <laughs> it's unique in the sense that our fulfillment team has to be on it really quickly like they have to respond to their orders that they get pretty fast so that we don't double sell so to speak yeah
0: yeah. Wow, that's cool. And uh yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of lot of small details that we can't even imagine and go into it, but that's <laughs> definitely paints a bit of a picture as far as what it looks like to have a robust consignment operation that is both in store and online. Um so all that said, I mean, why why do you do it and why are you so passionate about it? Like what does being able to provide used gear,
1: um, consigned gear to the public? What does that mean to you? Well, there's a what like speaking to other shop owners like why why do consignment i think aside we'll talk about the environmental impact in a minute but like the consigners are are kind of like the heart of our shop you know it's it's a really unique opportunity to be able to take your customers your pool of customers and simultaneously turn them into sellers within your store and so the engagement and the enthusiasm and the loyalty that that reciprocates is it's it adds to the sense of community. Um, you get to know them better. They get to know all your staff. They know everybody by name. And so I think from from building a more engaged customer base, like consignments are really unique way to do that. From a sustainability side and an accessibility side like Are we get the full range of customers. Like we will have a customer that comes in who's never skied before and has a limited budget and just wants to get on the hill. And then we, so we get to service and help them. And then we also service the people that are, they want an inline ski and they're skiing a hundred days a year. And this is what they do. So it also really kind of broadens your reach for your customer base.
0: How does that look as far as like someone coming in? What does that experience look like? Whether they're shopping in line or cons, you know, consignment? Like, how are you able to kind of cater to such a wide customer base and also make sure that everyone's kind of ending up in the gear that is right for them?
1: Yeah. Again, like I'm gonna I'm gonna plug my crew. They have the same stoke level for the customer that has never skied and has a really limited budget as they, they're just as excited to see them get out. They care just as much as they do for our our really avid enthusiast. Um, and they treat them just the same. When they come in, they all sit in the same spot on the boot bench. We always like to start with boots and, and do the fit. We'll measure their, you know, the same way. We'll talk about what their best day in the hill is going to look like. And then we find the the boot that's best for them. So we actually don't separate our inventory at all. It's... It's all mixed together.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And then they're able to mix and match, you know, like knowing that the boot is the foundation. Maybe they are ending up in a boot that's, um, you know, they're investing into the boot and then able to pair that with like a nice pair of you skis. Um, so yeah, there's just a good mix as far as something for everyone, depending on what their priorities are or what their, or what their budget is. Sweet. Well, I think there's probably a lot of um, sort of missed knowledge out there on the consumer market. Especially in the outdoor industry, when it comes to how to shop consignment, and um, you know, maybe it'll be a good time for you right now to break down like some of those best practices, maybe some um how tos, or even just like mistakes to avoid. Um, because obviously there's a whole lot to know um when you're purchasing gear, and maybe uh, some of that gets lost in translation. So, how does that uh work as far as your staff being able to yeah just aid in the best practices of consignment?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, We, I would recommend like when you're shopping, when you're in the market for a used pair of skis to find a source that you trust. I think then to ask questions and to check compatibility issues with. The biggest thing that we see um, in our service department from people that maybe purchase skis from uh, Classified or from Facebook Marketplace is they will come in and they have an older ski and like the bindings aren't indemnified, you know, or the bindings aren't compatible with the boot, the grip lock versus a, an ISO isodent stamp sole versus, you know, whatever binding they have. So I would say there are some binding compatibility or issues that being able to identify a really good local source, like call your local shop and ask some questions. Don't be afraid that you can call us. We would answer, like we have people come in be like, Hey, but this with this setup work, you know, um, I think it's important. I think a lot of people come in not knowing that, and that's their their biggest mistake that they've made in buying used skis in the past. Um, used boot purchases, like, you have to make sure that toes and heels are, in, are still in good shape and, and thick enough to be able to pass a binding function test. So that's something that we always look at when we, get, we take used boots in as, you know, What's the lifespan of this gear? Is is it going to function safely? Is it going to pass a binding function test? And and so forth.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And I mean... Especially like for someone who's trying to shop on a budget, but then they've like now invested in something that doesn't work. Um, I mean, that's such a bummer as far as like, you know, I've always said like the most expensive boot you buy is the boot you buy twice because maybe you bought the wrong boot the first time and yes. now you're yes. out for two boots. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, just having someone be able to like <laughs> guide that experience, um, such as the staff at Lone Pine, like it's huge as far as like making those right choices. And even if you're brand new to skiing and don't know, you know, much about like what binding works with what boot, um, just being able to have someone answer those questions seems invaluable in that process.
1: Yeah. And along that too, like we will, will recommend to folks coming into the sport. Like if you have a budget, allocate more money towards your boots, hands down. We have a saying, um, you marry your boots and you date, your skis. Like if you can find the right boot to your point, like you don't want to buy the same one twice and getting a good fit is really important. Don't go big. Don't go too wide. It's, it's, it's a little bit more of a science. So getting into a shop and, and having a good measure and, and being able to shop with a professional who knows, you know, is watching your foot and watching you flex the boot is pretty key.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for what you guys have going on, like being able to help people navigate used gear um, with a professional. That's amazing and definitely a service that should probably be a bit more widespread in the industry. So it's awesome you guys do that.
1: Oh, thanks. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Well, I mean,
0: is there anything else you want to mention just as far as some of the best practices or things you wish people
1: knew about shopping used gear? Um I think as like potential consigners for your local shop um use them it's such a good way to to get involved in that local community and and you know when you bring gear in make sure it's cleaned and zippers work and pockets are cleaned out um we always have some funny stories about finding goodies people's stashes in their backpacks that are like stinking up our floor. And we're like, what is, <laughs> I mean, sometimes they are good surprises, where is that but coming from? yeah, we're <laughs> like, where is this coming from? Um, so, but I would encourage people, you know, if you have gear sitting around like get it in someone else's hands that will use it. Like, I think it's pretty cool being able to keep gear in circulation and letting it be used and used well and used out is important. So
0: yeah, well, to that point, let's talk a bit more about um, the sustainability aspect of consignment. I mean, I know we touched on it, but um, really, how like does this play out over the four years you guys have done it? And um, you know, what does it mean to like the larger sort of consumerism uh, that we see in our society? And how does consignment kind of break that mold a little bit?
1: In the last four years, um, Lone Pine has been able to keep fifty five thousand items of gear. Um, in circulation and that's something we're really proud of we we kind of even examine the way we take it in so when we do take used gear in we're looking at like how we affix price tags and we use a jute instead of like your plastic hang tag and we admittedly use uh beer boxes we cut up all of the beer boxes that people drop off in the back of the house as tips we use those that cardboard as our price tags um and so we're really, really mindful of, of the impact that our consignment program has and we're pretty proud to to bring it to market, but we, we feel like with a pretty minimal impact. We also offer gear repair in our in our shop as well. And so if people have yeah, beloved items. Program. Yeah. If people have items that they love or maybe don't fit exactly how they want, instead of getting something new that will encourage them to fix it. So our gear repair specialists are amazing. They truly are amazing. And um, they've also repaired, you know, 5,000 plus items to help people stay in the gear that they love.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And um, I mean, I know that's one of the things that first drew me into Lone Pine. I was like, wow, that's really cool that you guys run like a pretty impressive gear repair uh, program. And also just knowing like what it re- what it requires from, um, you know, a technical a apparel perspective to be able to fix something and you know have it maintain its functionality as well. So that's you know not an easy task. And um, maybe just speak a bit to the staff and sort of their specialization in that program.
1: Yeah, they are also amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm usually in awe of them. Um, they come from a very variety of backgrounds, whether they have backgrounds in like technical fabrics or costume design, um, some type of textile degree. And in addition to repairing, they've also been able to repurpose some items. Like one of my favorite favorite examples is we had a customer who had a, a puffy jacket that they loved. I think it was their dad's and they couldn't part with it. And they came in and they were like, "Will you make something from this, from the fabric, from the down feathers. And um, one of our teammates were, was able to make like a pair of down booties for him. And they were so stoked. So that type of creativity, the pattern design, the new product design, like they're they're pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, and again, just like having that option for people, um, definitely you know helps break us out of our regular programming. As far as like if something breaks, you're like, oh, I'll just go buy a new one. Um, you know, just sort of the like nature of obsolescence in our society. And now if you're like, no, like we can fix it for you, and uh, you know, give it new life which is amazing and i think um there's something to be said there because probably a lot more people would opt for that if that if that type of service was more widely available or at least i'd hope so so it's awesome that you guys have done it and shown that it's possible
1: yeah yeah i agree it's been it's a totally new department it's something that's been really fun and, and kind of challenging to get up off the ground and to figure out how to offer that to our local community but It's been really well-received and customers, like you said, are stoked. They're like, oh, I can just fix my zipper. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So, you know, gear repair department, really robust consignment. What other kind of unique or cool initiatives um, should we talk about as far as what you guys do at Lone Pine?
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty busy shop. We have an an in-house coffee shop, which is such a great employee and staff perk um it's not like a huge part of our business but we love having it there we uh, we bought the building in 2021 and built an addition on to the front of it that serves as an event space as well so everything in the addition is on wheels and we host a ton of community events from film premieres to educational series like friends of the Great Salt Lake will come in and tell us why we need to care about water levels with the snow, you know, the lake effect snow that we we want to get. And um, the UAC does a bunch of lectures and um, educational series, advice for girls, she jumps. So it's a great community space as well. Um, we actually are, we share our building with the Utah Avalanche Center. They rent the third floor. So it's it's got like a good little campus feel when you come in. There's a lot of buzz, there's a lot of activity, there's something going on. And I hope for our customers, when they walk in that it feels like they're home, they're comfortable, they're, they're welcomed. We're approachable.
0: That's huge. And I mean, like you mentioned, you kind of have something for everyone, um, no matter their ability level, or, you know, where they are in their um, ski or just sort of experience with the outdoors. And so just making it approachable to begin with, and then also like being able to build some of those um, opportunities into the space where people want to come together and hang out is definitely awesome.
1: Yeah, I think for me and my background, not growing up skiing and being a woman in the industry and, and running a female led shop, like it's really important to me that when people walk in that they feel welcomed and included. So
0: yeah, so I mean it definitely sounds like you guys have a bit of that um you know, community space like you said a campus feel. That's awesome. Um and then maybe I know there's a lot more you're doing to kind of fold in some of your sustainability values into the retail space. Um so what else do you want to mention there?
1: Um well, we're we're really proud to to have committed to planting a tree for every order. So any order that we receive in the Ski shop and online. We'll we'll plant a tree with four. Um, We have a couple different partners in the industry, and um, we keep a tally. And you know, we're 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 closing in on eighty six thousand trees planted. That's something we're really proud about. How did
0: you kind of get that set up or put into place? Because you know, that's like not. Is there any hurdles there, or like how did that sort of play out?
1: Yeah. Um. I I have two young daughters, and I envisioned like they're going to grow up one day and they're going to look at me and say, "Mom, what did you do?" Like climate change is becoming a, you know, everyone's more aware. My 7-year-old's even aware of it. And so I know that they're going to look at us and be like, "What did you do?" And so we we started researching about ways in which our retail shop, which is so tied to consumerism, is able to balance and kind of offset our environmental impact and I it was really hard to pick something, but we felt like planting trees was, there was enough research around it to support having a good environmental impact. And so we chose that direction and were able to find some great industry partners. Um, Eden Reforestation Project, um, One Tree Planted out of Shelburne, Vermont has also been a great resource for us. Um, Our local Tree Utah program here has been awesome. It's given us opportunities to for our whole staff to get out and plant trees up at some of the local ski resorts to offer better glade skiing like in the future which has been really fun um so i don't think a lot of our customers when they come in recognize it but um internally it ties so well to our ethos and it's something our staff is really excited about
0: yeah that's really cool what else? I mean, yeah, mention maybe a couple of the other things that
1: people probably haven't heard of from their typical ski shop. Sure. Um, a little passion project of mine is seasonally. Um, in the summers, we have a plastic-free refill station. And this, again, was born out of our having to <laughs> to haul garbage around. But when I was shopping, I wanted options. I wanted options to have Lesser impact. And when you go to your local grocery store, there is no package free toothpaste or laundry soap or a place where you can refill Dr. Bronner's soap easily. And so we were thinking aligning with our customer base, who is very environmentally conscious, um, giving them making that option a lot more convenient, easy. Like you're already in the ski shop, it's on the east bench of Salt Lake it allows them to make decisions um those decisions easier so
0: yeah and again just giving people the option um you know like the option to repair gear the option to purchase used or just the option to like refill their plastic containers yeah i think that's awesome and you know i'm sure it's not always like easily uh people aren't always you know super aware of these things but the more the more people know the more the word spreads and i think um those small impacts can definitely add up so just, yeah. you know, adding
1: that to all the different things you guys are doing. That's great. Well, I think, you know, Salt Lake's in a really unique spot. Like, we, we joke because we can almost, like, taste and feel climate change here. Like, the inversion in Salt Lake, it, you can see it when you're coming down from the hill. And you can almost smell and taste it when you get into the valley. And the heat waves, the, the smoke from the wildfires that affect us all summer, like, it's such... the the thought of climate change is in the front of our minds so often here in salt lake so the more we can do we feel like the better we will be
0: yeah and folding some of that into the retail space um i think you know it's not always super easy for people to think about that but um yeah i think you have found some really effective ways to do it and so kudos to you guys for making that happen
1: (laughs) it's funky i'm not gonna lie like people walk in you were like oh you're toothpaste tablets and ski gear? Like, what is, <laughs> what is this? Like, it's definitely pretty unique. Um, but again, like, you know, we've been able to save, I think it's like 12,000 pieces of single-use plastic. And like that to us is, was worth it. So
0: yeah. And again, yeah, yeah, just having those metrics to kind of keep track of it and be like, you know what, this, this does add up, um, mm-hmm. you know, one at a time definitely
1: makes an impact. Yeah. Small acts. Big impact.
0: Yeah. So then let's talk about um, your ski swap, which is um, something that I was interested in when I saw it happen this fall. Let's just talk a bit about that. And then maybe we'll just talk a bit more about um, the shop itself. Like, you know, you guys are doing all this, but you're also a pretty high caliber ski shop that, you know, does boot fitting and everything else. So um, maybe let's just talk about some of those aspects as well.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, So we do have a pretty big like, traditional retail component to our business. We are in line with a lot of brands and our brand partners are amazing. They've been really good to work with because we recognize that coming into a shop that also sells consignment is different and maybe risky. And they've jumped on that boat with us and it's gone really well. Um, Lone Pine is located right on the east bench of Salt Lake. So we're Like truly central to big and little Cottonwood Canyon, the park, and all of the Park City ski areas, as well as Snow Basin. So, if you're coming to visit Salt Lake, it's a it's a great um, locally centered shop in the valley. Um, We also have a full service um, Wintersteiger tune shop. We were really lucky. The gentleman that actually developed and designed our (laughs) ski tune machine from Wintersteiger for 25 years. He has come and has been our head technician for the last couple of years and has brought a ton of resource and expertise. And our shop is so busy. The the service department, um, full team back there. They do amazing work and are definitely a go-to spot in Salt Lake. You mentioned our ski swap. The, The ski swap, it's something we're really proud about. We were able to offer the whole collection online so you can shop from home um we kick off the season every year, the first weekend in October with a pretty big ski swap. Um, it's the time of year where our collection is the best. Like we have landed all of our current inline gear, all of our demo skis have been priced and tuned and put on the floor. Um, our used skis are in that collection as well. So we believe that like when we kick off the season, it's the the best time of year to buy. Because our collection is as big as it will be for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah. And then to also have all that transferred over to online um, again, I'm sure that a, requires a bit of logistics and time, but <laughs> it's really nice that you guys do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think, Drew, we always laugh. We're like, allegedly, we think we're the only ones that have an online ski swap. So, consigners, it's definitely a really big time. The public, the general public, brings in the most amount of gear that we will get for the year right before the swap as well. So they're, they also get to participate in it.
0: And then, uh, you guys also offer, I mean, custom boot fitting and the works as far as that all goes down. So maybe just speak a bit to that. Um, so that, you know, someone who's maybe, you know, outgrown their used boot and is now looking for like their first, uh, inline boot that, you know, they can progress with as a skier. Um, what can they expect from your boot fitting?
1: Yeah. So, um, full service boot fitting department, um, our guys will start oftentimes when people get into a new boot the next conversation that we will have with them is a footbed whether it's a drop in or full custom um we do offer you know we do sell and offer footbeds for used boots as well because we believe that they're such a performance um kind of game changer so between footbeds and uh heat molding liners and baking shells and custom punches um we're really confident and our customers are are they experience um kind of the same level of service that they'll get at any other traditional shop.
0: Nice. Well, I know Ben, your co-founder and husband couldn't be here today. Yeah. Um but I think you guys have a really interesting dynamic going and as you mentioned, you know, like Lone Pine is a woman-led shop, you're the CEO. Um you and Ben run it together. You've, you know, worked together for a long time and proven that that can work. So maybe just talk a bit about sort of your roles and uh, how it all plays out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been unique. We've really gotten to work together um, in the ski industry since 2009. And a lot of times people were like, you work with your spouse, like that seems really hard and crazy, but we feel pretty lucky and we both are pretty hard workers. So for us, being able to see each other at work <laughs> and collaborate on projects is actually pretty nice. Um, we just have a ton of respect for each other and each other's strengths and what we bring to the table, and really, it's been dynamic. We we see where we our roles are, you know, and what our skill sets are best suited for, and kind of are able to follow that and have each other's backs. Um, my role at Lone Pine is um, it has been more of the CEO this time around and more of a buyer and um, running our management team. And Ben is, um, he's like our COO and in charge more of logistics of inventory management. And admittedly, between buying our building and building the addition, we're actually building a 6,000 square foot warehouse right next to the shop to have it be nice and close for some you know, convenience and environmental reasons. And so Ben has been full construction mode for about a year and a half. Um Between those two projects, kind of running point on on all things building and um, being able to divide and conquer like we have been has been really nice, saving grace for sure.
0: Yeah, really cool. And just yeah, being able to speak to that dynamic and how you guys balance each other out, I think is awesome and definitely a model for people to think about as far as just you know leaning into your strengths looking a bit more broadly or on a macro level, what else is uh, in the future for Lone Pioneer? Do you have anything maybe that you're thinking about um, for the future?
1: Yes, good question. Um, We will always be a one retail shop location now. (laughs) So no more future locations. But um, looking at the website, we would love to be able to expand our consignment offering to customers um, more nationwide. So, you know, in the upcoming year or two, we're hoping to be able to receive consignment gear from customers that are not based in Salt Lake.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's really cool. And I'm sure that'll be offer some more logistical hurdles, but to be able to expand it like that, that's <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> we'll have a new warehouse. That'll be will <laughs> <that'll> be fun. <fine. laughs> yes. Um and really kind of dial in our our systems. I mean, we're only Lone Pine is four years old, and so our team is has been amazing, and and we all have recognized areas that we feel like we can dial in and improve upon, and um, being able to have some time to do that between the record breaking snow year that we had last year, and we actually op- we opened six weeks before COVID, and so operating those first year and that first year and a half during the pandemic was really tricky. So we're kind of looking forward to settling down and having maybe a sense of normalcy. (laughs) Yeah, As normal as it can get, Um, right?
0: Right. But yeah, being able to operate in all those different challenges and yeah, just hopefully building some resiliency through it, but also yeah, like keeping uh, some pretty, just like simple, but really important goals in mind for the future. I think that's really, really good. Yeah. Very admirable. The model that you've built at Lone Pine, I think it can definitely stand as a model to the industry. Um, But thank you so much for, you know, joining me today, but also all the work you're putting in to make those impacts and make a difference over time.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. And we look forward to seeing you guys in Crested Butte. Yeah. All right. We'll talk soon, Katie. Okay. Thanks. Bye.
0: All right, everyone. There you have it. We learned a lot about consignment best practices and more. It's definitely really cool to hear about what running this robust program looks like, but also to think a bit differently about how we think about buying gear and product life cycles. We had some really powerful discussions about climate action this week at the Blister Summit, and I think this conversation shows us once again how we can be passionate about things like skiing and snowboarding while also being committed to a better future for our planet. So thanks to Lone Pine Gear Exchange for being another leader in this space. Again, Lone Pine is offering 15% off to all Gear 30 listeners on your first order. As Katie mentioned, they have a lot of inventory online, both new and used. So head over to their website, lonepinegearx.com and use the code BLISTER15 at checkout to save 15%. Thanks to Katie for making the trip to Crested Butte to come hang in person and of course for joining me on this conversation. Once again, I just want to say thank you so, so much to everyone who made Blister Summit 2024, the best week of the winter and such a success. Stay tuned for more information on next year's summit, plus a whole lot of flash reviews and recaps coming at you from the week. Thanks to our amazing podcast producer, Justin Bob. It was so great having you here in Crested Butte and thanks again to all of you for tuning in. All right, I'm going to go sleep for a couple days. Thanks, everybody. Cheers.